Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My guest today is Angela Maculan, and the Maculan family is one of the most well-known producers in Italy. I think so. One of the first wines I came across when I worked in London ages and ages ago because you make a delicious dessert wine or sweet wine called Torcolato. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, I remember that. It's one of those you know, one of those wines that really stands in your mind. Um, I was you know, much younger then and um, that was one of the, you know, I just thought, wow, this, I've never had a wine like this before. <laughs> I'd been working in Bordeaux with Sautern, which was nice, but sweet, kind of a little bit buttery and fat wines and oh this is like a wine that's got a real backbone how did they do this so let's talk a little bit about first about the family history which generation are you first second third fourth I'm officially the third even if also my great-grandfather was a little bit involved in wine because he had a little osteria a little restaurant and he was making wine for the osteria what was his name my great-grandfather name was uh, Gaetano and where where was his osteria and where was his vineyard Uh, which region of Italy first we are in Veneto Mm -hmm. and which part of Veneto DOC area called Breganze, right in the center of Veneto, at the, foot, uh, the footstep of the Alto Piano di Asiago. We're about an hour from Venice and half from Verona. And what's the main town called in Breganze? So Breganze is the name of the town and of the DOC area. We are in the province of Vicenza. We are very close to Bassano del Grappa, which is usually more famous than Breganze. So what are the main grape varieties that you have there that the wines are made from? Red, white, sweet wines? What's so going on? we produce white, red and sweet wines. Uh, um, the majority of the grapes are known as French origin grapes, so Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, a little bit of Pinot Noir, uh, Sauvignon, Chardonnay. But we have a very unique grape variety called Vespaiola. That is really, really local because there's no other place in the world, at least that I know, where they grow Vespaiola. So what, what, what is the name Vespa? Vespa? We've all heard of the Vespa, the little motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, why, is, why is this grape called Vespaiola? So Vespa in Italian is wasp, so the bees. And this grape is called Vespaiola because it's really sweet and it's also the last of the white grapes that we harvest in the area so the skin of the white grapes is thinner than the skin of the reds so it's easier for the wasps and for the bees to go and bite the white grapes so this is why it's called Vespaiola and also the Vespa the little scooter was named Vespa because of the sound like very similar to the real wasps when you make a Vespaiola you picking the grapes is it um, Mufa Noble is it Noble Rot or are they just shriveling a little bit you pick them early and dry them how does that work so to make the dessert wine that you mentioned before Torcolato and also Accininobili we pick the grapes on time so usually it's the third week of uh, September at the same time as Merlot so they, the grapes look like normal grapes they're not yes. shriveled or no 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 rotten. they are like uh just fresh grapes and then we dry them at the winery for four months naturally with air or is it did you put turn heating on to dry them or no we uh, just have a big room with fans so we have two fans on the walls and we put three among the grapes we have big windows and use the outside air so it's really natural and slow this is why it lasts for four months and being so natural we can have almost the same humidity and temperature as outside so we can have botrytis developing on the grapes and if we get enough we will make a handpicked selection of the rotten grapes. Which is called? Called Accininobile. So, Muffanobile. Mm-hmm. And we use the grape with the Muffanobile to make Accininobile. So just tell me the Italian word for Accino. What does that mean? <clears throat> Accino means uh, berry. Mm-hmm. And Nobile means noble. So basically a, a nobly rotten berry. 
exactly. And that's what's, that's a nice little um, tie in the name, isn't it? Actually, in novel, it's a lovely mm-hmm. name. And what would you drink that with? I mean, is it really, really sweet? Does it have good acidity? So it's the acidity is the key in a dessert wine, and this is why we use the Vespaiola grape, not only because it's traditional in the area, and also it's a really, really historical and traditional to make dessert wine with the Vespaiola, but also because it has a very nice natural acidity that is pretty high. So it balances the residual sugar. In uh, we have in Torcolato at least 150 grams per liter of residual sugar, and when I tell this to people after they taste the wine, they are shocked because you don't really feel that much sugar because of the acidity. Right. So what about um, a good food match, either for the Acini Nobili or for the Torcolato? So you can definitely pair them with dessert, not too creamy, not too sweet. So I would go for something like Cantucci or something. What's a Cantuccio? <laughs> what is what? What is a Cantuccio? Cantuccio is not originally and typically from Veneto, but it's probably the most well-known biscotto, the most well-known cookie outside of it, uh, from Italy, outside of Italy. It's Tuscan, isn't it? It's it's originally from Tuscany. It's made with almonds, but it's uh, it's dry pastry, so it's perfect with dessert wines. Is it a very crunchy biscuit or a soft biscuit? It's uh, it, traditionally it's crunchy. And it's the shape is it long or round? It's uh, it's long and kind of flat, so it's perfect to be uh, dunked, dipped, dunked dipped. It, yes, into the wine. So that would be uh, something or. Uh, if you feel brave, uh, you can go with the blue cheese or with aged cheese, like an aged. Uh, we are in the Asiago DOP area, so, so you can have an is, aged. Is that a sheep cheese or a cow cheese? It's a cow cheese. Asiago is a cow cheese. And is it what is it? Creamy, rich, <coughs> hard, soft. So there are two Asiago DOP cheese. One is the fresh one, the younger. It's only sixty um, days old, and that's more for white wines. Right. But the Stravecchio. The extra long aged. Yes, it's two years old, and. Uh, if you're lucky and uh, get the one made with the summer milk so it's also a little so with when the cow eat the fresh grass and all the flowers of in the mountains it's also a little kind of spicy pretty sharp and it's perfect with dessert wines okay the other i mean super classical pairing that's more french it would be with foie gras right we don't, we These don't are talk, the pairings. We don't talk about France on this show. <laughs> Not that. No, that's a, that's a good moment. You can see what you're saying. That rich foie gras, that kind of just the lovely acidity of the sweetness just cuts mm-hmm. through. I mean, yep. it, it, you know, I've had foie gras with Sauterne, mm-hmm. which is a classic French pairing. Yep. And I always find it a bit hard work because you've got the foie gras, which is pretty fatty, obviously. And the Sauterne, often they lack acidity for me. They don't mm-hmm. have, um, they're sweet, but they're just cloying. And I think what you're saying for the wines that you have, the fact that you've got this Vespaola, which has a lovely backbone and spine of acidity to it, is what lifts rich, really rich food like foie yeah. gras. So that's a good mix, a sort of Italo-Franco mix. Yeah. Know, French foie gras with mm-hmm. an Italian white wine. Why so, not? So, I mean, how far, you talked about the mountains. Obviously, you've got these animals grazing not too far away. Mm-hmm. How? What about your estate? Organic, biodynamic, very biodiverse? How does that work? We are traditional viticulture. We are trying and see if we can go a little more organic, not organic 100%. Unfortunately, we are so close to the mountains, so we get a little more rain than usual. So we are considering to go as much organic as we can, but we, unfortunately, again, because of where we are, we couldn't probably go 100%. So just explain the terrain again. So you say you've got, I mean, you from your <coughs> vineyard, do you have, can you see the mountains? Have they got snow on the top? Or? We can get snow on the top of the mountains. They're not super high. The Alto Piano is a high plain, so it's about a thousand meters above the sea level, so it really depends on the weather. They can get a lot of snow, like they did this year, but they don't get as much snow every year. So we, what are the other influences of the vineyard? I mean, lakes and mountains and breezes and winds? How does Being at the very fo- footstep of the mountains, we 
get, mainly during the summer, we get a nice breeze uh, during nighttime. So we get a very nice difference between day and night temperature. So that's perfect for grape. We are not close enough neither to lakes or, or sea to get uh, the influence. The area has mostly volcanic soil. Right. The DOC is not a huge DOC. It's about 600 hectares. It's quite small then. Yes. So it's this is DOC Briganza, is it? Yes, yeah. correct. There are 16 wineries with 600 hectares, so there's pretty small properties. The soil, so 30% of the DOC has mostly gravel, white gravel, and 70% has volcanic soil. It's mostly tufo, so tufascio's origin, with some uh, basaltic every here and there, and we prefer definitely the grapes from uh, from the hills so with volcanic soil. When did these French grape varieties arrive? Uh, obviously the Vespaiola is a, a native Italian grape mm-hmm. but you say earlier on that you had like Merlot, Cabernet, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When, did they, when did they arrive? Was it French colonization or was it the Italians going over to France and bringing back countries? So the history of Veneto, so we got the French Napoleon in the late 1700s that arrived in the area. So there are two theories how we got the French grapes. One is when Napoleon conquered the Veneto uh, so the northeast of Italy in the late 1700s the after Napoleon we've been Veneto has been traded to Austria so we we've been under the Austrian Empire for over a hundred years so probably these two dominations helped us to have the French Argent grapes for sure in 1855 in Vicenza which is the name of the city of the province where we are there was a kind of farmers fair they sold the producer of the Arab brought their product to the fair like a little in Italy <laughs> and they printed the catalog of the fair there were more than 120 different red grapes grown in Vicenza at oh. that time. Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Pinot Noir are in that list. Really? So they were there for sure in 1855 before Philoxera, before World War One, and then people of the area just kept replanting them. So day by day, this is what we have in the vineyard and the everyday wine in Veneto, if you don't consider Valpolicella, but all the rest of the northeast of Italy will be definitely a Cabernet Merlot blend. Cool, thanks a lot. Thanks for explaining Vespaiola and the sweet wines and also the little history of Briganze's uh, French colonization mm-hmm. with those uh, French uh, varieties. I want to say thanks to my guest, Angela Maculan of the Maculan Winery. Um, seems like a beautiful place where you live. There's kind of mountains and lakes and all the rest of it. The lovely little breezes and the wasps flying around. Uh, look forward to seeing you um, su posto. Thanks Grazie a lot. Mille. I'll wait for your braganze. Thanks Grazie. a lot. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.